Support comes from USC Online, providing exceptional online graduate programs, certificates, and upskilling for current and aspiring professionals. Explore your graduate options today with the University of Southern California at online.usc.edu. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. In Bruges takes place, yes, in Bruges, a Belgian city rich in medieval architecture and Gothic arches. I say this maybe archly because archness can be an affliction in the genre of this movie. It's a whimsical gangster movie, one of those absurdist comedies with eccentric thugs spouting elaborate language. The heroes are two hitmen, and the tone is often absurdist, but the film is also very funny and surprisingly affecting. It was written and directed by Martin McDonough, an Anglo-Irish playwright with a fondness for mixing humor, horror, and violence. The hitmen, Colin Farrell's Ray and Brendan Gleeson's Ken, have been sent to Bruges after botching a job in London. Their instructions are to wait for further instructions from Harry, their boss. Ken is a happy camper, eager to see the sights and steep himself in the city's history. Ray is terminally bored by the city's slow pace and the very notion of culture. History, he says, is just a lot of stuff that's already happened. The plot takes one turn when Ray goes off on his own tour of Bruges and finds a baffling version of his own true love. Then comes a startling turn that tests the medal and the honor of Ray and Ken alike. The pivotal figure at this point is Harry, the hitman's boss. He's played by Ray Fiennes. It develops that Harry sent his men to Bruges because he'd visited the city as a child and was moved by the experience. I never expected to be moved by in Bruges, but I was. Bands have been stranded since time immemorial. It's part of the musician's lot and a standard showbiz storyline. Still, the comically distressed tootlers of the band's visit are another story, fresh and new. This modest little fable from Israel in English, Hebrew, and Arabic has spellbinding resonances but never breaks the spell by blowing its own horn. The band of the title calls itself the Alexandria Police Ceremonial Orchestra, and consists of eight Egyptian policemen of various ages, all of them dressed in snazzy powder-blue uniforms. They've come to Israel to play at the opening of an Israeli-Arab cultural center, but no one is at the airport to meet them. They get themselves lost and end up in a drab desert town that redefines the middle of nowhere. The movie was written and directed by Aaron Kohleran. The mood is Chekhovian, as often as not, beautifully delicate moments of longing, and I'll bet the filmmaker has seen The Petrified Forest, the 1936 classic set in a desert diner with Betty Davis as Gabby, a lonely waitress who dreams of living in France. Gabby's Israeli soul sister, Dina, owns the town's little café. She's played by a wonderfully worldly and casually gorgeous actress named Ronit Elkabetz. What action there is grows out of Dina's decision to find housing for the band overnight and centers on her quite naked fascination with the band's leader, Tofik, a mournful middle-aged martinet. He's played by the Israeli actor Sasson Gabay. If Dina is a force of nature, Tofik is a rock of decorum. He's there to uphold the band's traditions. But there's a lot more to him than that, and the first hint comes when Dina asks him why a police band needs to play traditional Arab music. The band leader replies softly, this is like asking why a man needs a soul. 
I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.